0: Hello, hello. It's great to be back. We're going to continue talking about Holy, Holy, Holy. We've been talking about that for the last few weeks. Um, In Psalm 30, verse 4, it says, Sing to the Lord, you saints of his, praise his holy name. You know, the Lord is holy and his name is holy. In our first part, we talked about how God is holy and how scripture Uh, just reinforces this over and over and over again that our Lord is holy. In part two, we talked about how those who repent of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior um, are made holy by the blood of Jesus. And then in the third part, we uh, talked about in addition to God making us holy through the blood of Jesus Christ, we are called to live holy lives. So, Um, God the Father is holy, Jesus Christ is holy, the Holy Spirit, of course, is holy, and God's name is holy. So today we're going to talk about God's name and how holy it is and how we're supposed to treat his name. Do you know when that Jesus taught his disciples how to pray? The very first thing he said is, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And that's in Luke 11. And um, so we see how important that is to God, to Jesus, that that God's name is holy and that it be kept holy. Um, In the NLT version of that scripture, it says, Father, may your name be kept holy. And that word hallowed, hallowed be thy name, means holy, set apart, are reverenced, to be reverenced. And so we want to do our part in keeping God's name on this earth reverenced. In our society, a name means very little compared to what it meant to God, names mean to God. When I say my name is Diane, it really doesn't mean anything to me or to anybody else except that, as far as my name, except that my parents named me Diane. Some people are named uh, for important relatives, loved relatives, or or something important like that, so their name has, has more meaning. Our family just found out that my sister, Elaine, uh, was named after an important teacher in my mother's life, and we never knew that because uh, my mother passed away when my sister was four, so we never knew the significance that her name had, and so now it is kind of like sentimental and has more meaning because uh, she was given that name because for a purpose. But with God, his name means so much more. The word name in reference to God means character, renown, fame, honor, individuality, authority. It's a mark or memorial, uh, on him or uh, to, to say, to mark how important he is. It's kind of like what we call today branding. It says who a person is. His name is who he is. God's name and his character are inseparable. That's how important God's name is to him. You never want your name tarnished. You know, we know how important a person's uh, reputation is, and that's kind of what we're talking about here, is God's name is equal to his reputation. Uh, we can see so many names of God in the Bible, like Advocate, Light of the World, Prince of Peace, Lord of Lords, Lord of Heaven's Armies. Uh, The judge, the ruler of the universe, the lover of my soul. There's just so many names that God has given in the universe. So honoring God's name is equal to honoring God. And not honoring God's name is equal to not honoring God. So we want to always be honoring God's name. God's name is holy. We worship his name and we honor his name. We pray in Jesus' name. There is great love and great power in the name of Jesus. There's also great danger in using God's name, the name, or the name of Jesus in a way that's not holy. There's great danger in that. We automatically think about when we use God's name wrong, we think about cursing, but that definitely applies here, but there's just so much more to it than that. The Lord in the word of God talks about two main ways we can dishonor his holy name by taking it in vain and by profaning it. So first of all, we're going to talk about what profaning the name of the Lord means. In Leviticus 2 verse 1, Leviticus 2 verse 1 in the NIV, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, Any Israelite or alien living in Israel who gives away any of his children to Molech must be put to death. The people of the community are to stone him. I will set my face against that man and I will cut him off from his people. For by giving his children to Molech, he has defiled my sanctuary and profaned my name. So God here is talking about a group of people, the Israelites, his holy people, that were profaning his name. And what these people were doing were they were participating in idol worship. They were uh, worshiping this false god called Molech. And one of the ways that they worshiped him was by giving their children to this false god. And the way they gave their children to him was putting them in a fire to be live sacrifices, which is a detestable and horrible thing. And by doing this, uh, they were causing the name of the Lord to be uh, shamed because they were associated with God's name. God's name was stamped on the, the people of Israel, but they were acting in this horrible, detestable way, and God said they were profaning his name. So uh, it caused, uh, cast a terrible uh, stain on the people of God and by association on God himself, because his people were the one who were doing it. His people were doing this atrocious thing. When God's people dishonor him by their words and actions, they are profaning the holy name of the Lord. But we are supposed to be representing God's holy name. When we practice sin, God's name is profaned. When we live according to the word of God, his name is kept holy. And to profane God's name means to stain it, to disrespect it, to cast a shadow on its value or worth, to wound it, to prostitute it, to destroy what it means. So we don't want to do that to God's precious and holy, lovely name. In Ezekiel 36, verse 19, Ezekiel 36, verse 19, the Lord is addressing the people of Israel again and the conduct that they have been participating in, which uh, part of that, again, is idol worship. So he's dealing with this. It says in verse 19, Because of what they were doing, he said, I dispersed them among the nations and they were scattered throughout the countries. See, they weren't in their own land anymore because of their evil sin. I judged them according to their conduct and their actions. And wherever they went among the nations, they profaned my holy name. So God dispersed them among the nations because they were profaning his holy name. And wherever they went, they continued to profane his holy name. So they never learned their lesson. For it was said of them, these are the Lord's people, yet they had to leave his land. I had concern for my holy name, which the house of Israel profaned among the nations where they had gone. So everywhere they went, God's people were not acting like the people of God. And they were not portraying the character of the Lord. Verse 22 says, therefore, say to the house of Israel, this is what the sovereign Lord said, says, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I'm going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations where you have gone. I will show the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, the name you have profaned among them. Then the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the sovereign Lord when I show myself holy through you before their eyes. So we can see here how important it is to God, his reputation, what his name stand for, stands for, what his people are doing to prote- portray his character. In the very end, we see how God is going to still work with these people. He's still going to try to get them straightened out. He's still going to love them, even though they're going to uh, bear the consequences of their actions. So this is such a great passage of scripture to read. Um, if you're feeling down on yourself, uh, God is still willing to work with even the worst sinners. Uh, but still we have to pay the consequences of our sins. Uh, in verse 32 of that scripture, it says, be ashamed and disgraced for your con- conduct. And actually when we're ashamed and disgraced by the way we act, that leads us to repentance and asking for, for forgiveness from God, which He will very, very happily give you. So I want to ask you a question, How are you representing the name of the Lord? Are you representing it as holy? Are you giving the world a demonstration of God's holiness in your life? In Ezekiel not 39, Ezekiel 39 verse seven, Ezekiel 39 verse 7, speaking of the end times, it says, I will make known my holy name among the people of Israel. I will no longer let my holy name be profaned, and the nations will know that I am the Lord the and the Holy One of Israel. So we can see even to the end of the age, uh, people, God's people, Israel is going to have this issue with not living up to God's standards and uh, God's name being profaned, which is really, really sad because... God is so holy, he should be be honored in everything that we do. In uh, the Matthew-Henry commentary, it says, The Lord will make the most careless and hardened transgressors know his holy name, either by his righteous anger or by the riches of his mercy and grace. And really, we get to choose which, which way he deals with us. If we keep being hard against the Lord and keep resisting what his word says about our actions, you know, it might be his righteous anger that has to deal with us. But if our hearts are tender toward the Lord, um, his riches and his mercy can overflow and abound to us. When Christians don't live holy lives full of love and humility, we are profaning the name of the Lord. As we have seen in the Old Testament, this is described so well as we as, from the scriptures that we read. You know, God in the Bible, we see God separates things into two contexts. Two categories, the common, or the unholy, and the holy. Through the new birth, we were placed into the holy category, imprinted with God's name, Christian. Christian, we have the name of Christ in our name. God's holy people. We have God's name imprinted on in our very being, just like the children of Israel. When we live common lives and not holy lives, we are taking in vain the name of the Lord and profaning it. In 1 Peter 2.9, 1 Peter 2.9, it says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy, dear friends, I urge you, as aliens and strangers in this world, to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that they uh, accuse you of that they can, though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good do- deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. So you know. The writer here is acknowledging that it's a struggle to live a holy life, but we can do it. That we can do it and we can give honor to God. And as I said in the last session, uh, there's a trend in, in Christianity in the U.S. for toward loose living. You know, it's cool to be someone the world can relate to. You know, they just think we're covered by God's grace, so anything goes. There's no fear of God or his judgment. There's no reverence for his name. You know, it's kind of cool to use bad language, get a little tipsy every once in a while, have sex outside of marriage, or at least talk about it or think about it, you know, joke about sin, kind of anything goes. But living like this is profaning the name of the Lord, and we don't want to do that. So next we're going to talk about taking the name of the Lord in vain. In Exodus, verse 7 And hopefully we've all learned this uh, is the third commandment. Exodus 20 verse 7 in the New King James Version says, You shall not take the name of your Lord. Uh, uh, Let me start again. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. In the NIV it says, You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, For the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. And in the Amplified Version, it says, You shall not use or repeat the name of the Lord your God in vain. That is, lightly or frivolously, in false affirmations and profanely. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Wow. (laughs) You know, a lot of times we just, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain. You know, we remember that, but we don't remember the last part of the verse, that God won't hold us guiltless if we do that. So we think, you know, what in the world does that mean, take the name of the Lord in vain? So there's there's several ways to take the name of the Lord in vain, and some of them kind of overlap with profaning his name. The first one I'll talk about is professing that you're a Christian, taking upon yourself the name of Christ, but not leaving sin behind you. You have taken the name of Jesus Christ in vain. When the, the uh, power of the blood of Jesus has washed you from your sin, but you don't turn your back on your old lifestyle, you don't turn back on the life of sin, then you've taken the name of Christ in vain. The second way is by breaking your promises to God. If we make promises to God and do not fulfill those promises, we take his name in vain. And how many times have we all done that? You know, Lord, I promise you that I'll do this, that, or the other, and we don't follow through. We've just taken the name of the Lord in vain. The third one is by swearing rashly, kind of off the cuff, using the name of God in the form of of an oath. Like, I swear to God I'll do this, or I swear to God I'll do that. But with no thought or good purpose, then we're taking the name of the Lord in vain. Then by swearing falsely, like there was a uh, what what uh, in the New Testament, Jesus addressed this. There was a religious trend going on at the time where the Jewish people um, that it was popular and thought kind of spiritual to swear by God's name. In other words, I swear by the name of Jehovah, I will pay my bill or I swear by the name of Jehovah that I will tell the truth that I am telling the truth. But it had no meaning. It was done in vain. It was made, but it made people seem religious. Jesus addressed this in Matthew 5 verse 33 through 37, and I'll let you read that. So it's really important we just not throw around the name of God or use it to justify ourselves or make us to look spiritual. Every time we utter the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, it should have deep meaning. Behind it, and it should be holy. And uh, the next one is by using the name of God lightly and carelessly, and without any regard to its awesome holiness, by exclamations like Jesus or Jesus Christ or Oh my God or OMG or uh, God with a D behind D A M N. You know, just these things that people just throw out uh, just lightly, with any regard to to the holiness of the name of Jesus, uh, we would call it cursing. It's just just using God's name, you know, when we're shocked, surprised, mad, angry, frustrated, trying to be funny. You know, uh, you know, comedians use this all the time to they, they're trying to be funny. Uh, you know, cursing and profanity and saturated every part of our society. It's in people's homes, their workplaces. It's definitely in the government and entertainment and, of course, on social media. And it's really hard, you know, if you hear that all day long at work or if you're at home and you have family members that curse all the time and you have, there's nothing that you can do about it because you're not in a position to, like if you're a child or teenager and your parents cuss, it's uh, hard to get away from it. But Christians are called to be separated from this. You know, God holds us accountable for our words and also for the entertainment that we partake of. And I'd like to ask you a question. Where are you on the spectrum of allowing God's name to be profaned in your life? And I want, in my life, I want God's name to always have a holy place, to always be reverenced. You know, one popular movie that came out recently that people christian people were so excited to see was top gun maverick and according to plugged in on uh, plugged in.com which evaluates movies from a christian perspective god's used name is used in vain 10 different times jesus's name was also mis- misused along with other profanities and obscene language you know friends we can't make up our own rules We have to live by God's rules. If it's just commonplace uh, in society, that doesn't mean it should be commonplace in a Christian's life. So I just encourage you to check out entertainment before you watch it. There's pluggedin.com. There's profanity filters that you can put on your streaming devices. Or you can just choose not to watch it ever. I can't tell you how many hundreds of movies that have come out uh, at the theaters that uh, my husband and I thought oh my gosh that would be so fun to see we'd love to see that and so then we check it out uh, at like plugged in online and we find out um, how much nudity there is in it or how much profanity is in it and we have to make a decision not to see it and um, I can't tell you how many times we've just dis- been disappointed and back maybe 20 years ago or 25 years ago we would just wait for it to come out on TV because they would clean up all the profanity, but they stopped doing that many, many years ago. So that doesn't work anymore. But there are profanity filters that um, you can use on some streaming devices. Uh, We used to have a thing called TV Guardian that was on Dish Network, but um, that uh, disappeared. So when that disappeared, there's a lot of things we decided not to watch again. But then then we found a profanity filter, which is very helpful that works on some things. So when we find a movie that we want to watch that um, that the profanity filter will work on, then we're we're able to watch it then. So that's great. So when we read the third commandment, it said, "God will not hold us guiltless if we take his name in vain." You know that's pretty serious. <laughs> There is a severe penalty for misusing the name of the Lord. From the Matthew-Henry commentary, it says, God is jealous for his honor. The sinner may perhaps hold himself guiltless and think there is no harm in it and that God will never call him to, to an account for it. But God will hold him guilty. But more is implied, namely, that God will himself be the avenger of those who take his name in vain. And they will find it a fearful thing to fall into the hands of a living God. That's pretty ominous, isn't it? Another commentary said, Thou shalt not attribute nothingness to the name of Yahweh thy God. Yahweh, the I Am, who had revealed himself as such to Israel, must not be confounded with nothingness. And when people throw around God's name, Cussing uh, in profanity um, they're throwing around God's name like it doesn't mean anything another commentary said thou shalt not take the name of Yahweh thy God upon a vain thing a trifling frivolous occasion this accords with our Lord's exposition of the commandment as prohibiting all swearing in ordinary social conversation all light and irreverent use of the name Titles, attributes, works of God are anything that he is. In Colossians 3.17, it says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. So um, in regard to the name of the Lord, we should, uh, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, being honorable to God. So if we're not living a true Christian life, we are taking God's name in vain. So as we close, I'm going to share a couple scriptures with you that talk about uh, the way we live, but also um, how we speak. In Ephesians 5, verse 3, it says, But among you there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed. Because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse jesting, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. That really doesn't need any explanation. It's very, very clear. In Colossians 3.8, it says, But now you must rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips as i said earlier right now it's cool to be relevant uh for christians to act a little like those who are not christians to cuss a little to get a little tipsy to tell a few lies to look a little bit sexually provocative you know things like that but these things are not acceptable to the lord and they profane his name and uh you take that name christian upon yourself in vain in 1 Thessalonians 4, 7, it says, For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, he, rejects, he who rejects this instruction does not reject man, but God, who gives you his Holy Spirit. So let's be sure that we're having our code of conduct and what we say and how we live uh, be a reflection of the word of God. Let's, by our word and actions, Keep the name of the Lord sacred, sacred, honorable, and holy. But, you know, if you've messed up in this area, God's word says we can confess our sins to God and he will forgive us. So that's pretty important. I think that this this um, living a holy life, knowing how holy God is, how holy his name is, and that he gives us the gift of holiness and we're to live holy are all such important parts of our Christian life. And next week, I'm going to talk about how you can make your family and your household holy. Oh, my gosh, is that ever important? So uh, we will see you next time. And before I close, if you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never put your whole trust and faith and belief on him as the Savior of the world, if you've never repented of your sins, I encourage you to do that. Repent of your sins and call upon the name of the Lord. He wants to be your heavenly father, your loving father, and he wants to welcome you into his family. So if you have any questions about that, or if you'd like to do that, just check on the links below. And we've got lots of good information for you, and we'd love to help you out. So um, I will see you next week, and we'll talk more about being holy, about holy, holy, holy. Bye-bye.